All right, I'm I'm recording. <laughs> so passionate. <laughs> this uh, this episode's gonna be a toss up. Just full disclosure. Yeah, no, just, just the defeated. I'm recording. <laughs> this just, whole just week is, has been a, has been a toss up. Oh man, just a labored button press of the red button over there. <laughs> You're not having to read your <laughs> ransom note. <laughs> Oh God! How are you, man? Man, I'm doing good. I, I'm doing good. It's it's at the time of this recording. It's Saturday. I I went on a walk with my wife and dog, and it was a, a crisp 86 degrees outside, and they both hated me for it. It was awesome, <laughs> and I was I was trudging along in my short shorts. I was like, "This is great, isn't it nice?" And I look back, and Bree and my dog are just like laying on the ground dead. I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I forget that they're not hot weather people. Uh, I definitely time to go back to the house. Yeah, time to get, we walked like a mile and a half out, and then a mile and a half back. <laughs> so, that's a lot a quick three mile walk today um they're both <laughs> asleep right now and it's 8, 8 p.m at the time of this recording <laughs> i had a friend that uh uh this morning he texted me and was like hey let's go for a bike ride <laughs> just a quick just a quick you know like down a trail yeah 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 let's yeah. go for a bike sure, ride sure i was like dude i can't i can't the last time i tried to bike i was on pavement and i had to give up after five <laughs> minutes <laughs> Yeah. Um, so some some quick podcast announcements. Um, I'm I'm kind of bad about doing this. First of all, because I don't like I don't like doing this. I don't like sure. asking things of people. No, but never. Uh, man, at this point, like we've been doing it, you know, about several months now. Um, if you listen to us and you like us or you want to support us uh, in 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 some way, the best way that you can do that um, is. Um, is by sharing this episode on your social media accounts. Yes. Um, I know that's like hard to do. <laughs> right. Of course. But uh, that's, that's the best way for us to grow is by you sharing us with your networks of friends that we otherwise wouldn't ordinarily be able to reach. Right. Um, and it, it even helps if you add a little blurb, you know, in there somewhere about what the episode was about or something. Um, that, that, hey, that, that'd be real nice. That'd be so cool of you. It would be so cool of you. And also, uh, Jesse from our Discord is going to be taking on e- editing duties. Um, duties. Occasionally, off and on. We don't know how often he's going to do it. But, man, I'm just so happy that he even freaking offered to do it. Um, oh, good Lord, right? I, for one, welcome as many people as... Uh, as, as, as um, I, I welcome more people wanting to help out in like whatever context that that looks like. I think this thing gets boring if it's just you and I talking for an hour every week. <laughs> oh, I can barely stand it, and I'm half can, of it. Yeah, so. we can't even stand each other. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah, shout out to Jesse. That's awesome. Um, I guess let's let's just clap and get into this thing. You want to? Let's go. All right, three, two, one. Okay, so we are... Oh, we didn't actually do the intro. <laughs> That's... You know what? It's fine. Fuck it. No, this it, is great. Yeah. Fuck we're, it. We're in it. We're in it. <laughs> hit my... We're going to be talking about... Um, uh, I don't I don't even know. This thing is off the rails. We're doing... Uh, oh, yeah. The entire plot of The Last of Us 2 leaked. Um, and we're going to be reading it on this podcast, uh, start to yeah. finish. I'll be playing Ellie. Uh, Jake will be playing Joel. <laughs> <laughs> we should do just a reenactment. I will be reading the lines for um, <clears throat> Ellie. 
what are the uh no i, I want to be the clicker okay yeah can we I'll, get a quick wanna, like asmr clicky clickers. noise no. is that oh no i regret immediately asking for that no <laughs> i as i said it i was saying no don't he'll do it <laughs> um yeah so the entire plot leaked um, all of it 100 um I would say a good a good chunk of it. I haven't actually um, divulged into mm-hmm. these leaks, uh, but it. <laughs> what do you what do you what do you what do you think of it? Oh man, I think that the there's always a portion of the internet that's going to be upset that women are in a game at all, and that uh, they seem to be furious about this. And I just anticipate <laughs> those guys being mad regardless. Um, I read the plot and then I watched a YouTube video of a very salty like gamers rights dude go over it and man I'm not gonna lie the story seems fine and and I'm going off of like a very um, a very dramatic read of this and if everything that supposedly happens the way I'm seeing it happen a lot of people are gonna be upset because it sort of diverts from you know what we would expect from a sequel to a game mm-hmm. like um, very uh very different shift in attention to which characters they you know sort of give um god that's a yep. broken way to say that they shift how they give their attention to people <laughs> and who they pay attention to there we go english um and i thought it was kind of a neat direction and uh for reference i'm one of those people that thought um what was the middle of the new star wars trilogy the one that <laughs> i don't know hated? i was going to compare this to uh, the leaks that came out with the, that last uh, yeah. film. Was it The Last Jedi? Oh, man. Is that the last one? No, The Rise of Skywalker was yeah, the last Yeah, so one. The Last Jedi, I think that was um, the middle one that I actually enjoyed. And I thought it was kind of a cool oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. So I typically like when um, sequels kind of go in a different direction than what we would expect. Uh, it's definitely not a people pleaser. I think they went their own route with it. And so far, if the leaks that I've read are true, man, I'd play it. I think it's kind of cool looking. But, ugh. It's hard to go into way detail without um, yeah. without spoiling. Leaks leaks are tricky. Um, I was I was gonna give the hot take before you did that. I don't really feel like leaks uh, really all should matter <laughs> uh, all all that much. I, like there are some people that just like get so riled mm-hmm. over like plot some plot details leaking or something. It's like man like. They they ignore so much of the like surrounding sure. context, the like emotional tone of the movie, um, like reading what. And this is a bad example because the rise of of, of Skywalker was so like hotly like sure. debated and um, re- reception was mixed. Like <laughs> I think I think we can say, um, but the the leaks that came out over that movie like i remember reading those and being like dude this movie is going to be absolutely awful and uh i i came out of that thinking like the leaks first of all like didn't even really accurately reflect the tone of the right, movie right um and so i think you just have to be careful when you see leaks online in general but let's let's sort of back up a bit and sort of <laughs> talk about the surrounding context of this story because it's 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 kind of funny so um this has all happened after so in uh in march kotaku published an article um about naughty dog uh, and about how their workplace culture um like many triple a developers um centers on 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 crunch right. um 
when you're you know trying to make a, a, a game of the year game um, obviously that um, has some sort of toll on your on your employees you're asking a lot mm-hmm. of them um, and that's not been a secret that uh, the industry has been has been struggling with this sort of problem for for a while now um, and only only recently have uh, developers like Rockstar, kind of kind of stepped up and started to implement some some solutions to the to this mm-hmm. problem um, but Kotaku published that article uh, in March um, there was the delay of the last of us 2 that happened shortly after that uh, they didn't put a uh, a date on when the game was going to come out they just kind of left it open-ended um, and then this I think it was early this week it may have been last week they announced that uh, it was going to come out next month in in June. So I think it's June nineteenth. So it's not 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 too far away now. We don't have much longer to wait. Um, and then shortly after that, um, details started popping up. Um, entire trailers were leaked on YouTube. Um, the content was branded as 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 a dev build or tagged, I guess, with with dev build, which. I think is what led to the rumor um, that this content had been leaked by a developer of Naughty Dog. And based on the report that came out in March, people, I think, just automatically assumed that, hey, this must have been a Naughty Dog employee that was maybe disgruntled or unhappy with the workplace culture. Um, And so, of course, as you can imagine, the Internet just took this and, and ran with it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a tempting narrative to push where it's, oh, the disgruntled, overworked worker fights back against the man. And listen, I will bite that story hook, line, and sinker every time. But I sure. think that I'll, I'll let you get to your point, then I'll, then I'll go. Because I think I know we're going to land at the same spot on this. Maybe. Um, yeah, there were a ton of um, clickbait gaming sites that started sharing this around. Some uh, more reputable sources, however, like GamesRadar, uh, did start... Um, taking the bait on this rumor, um, and they they also claimed this came from a uh, ex Naughty Dog employee, I think is what Games Radar mm-hmm. said. Um, yeah, and so the internet took this and 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 ran with it. Uh, Jason Schreier, uh, even though he is no longer with Kotaku, um, he, he tweeted uh, something um, shortly after that. He said uh, he says so just just catching up on this story, and man. No matter how angry you are about your workplace conditions or you um, or or your pay or whatever else, leaking your whole game just hurts all of the other people who were in the trenches with you. So many better ways to channel that rage. Um, I, I agree with him. We can talk mm-hmm. about that if you want. Um, but it turns out that none of this actually mattered anyway because allegedly Sony or not allegedly Sony released a statement that allegedly um, this this leaker did not come from Naughty Dog or Sony oh. at all. Uh, we've been arguing over nothing. Oh. <laughs> um, they did say that the investigation is ongoing, so I don't know. Like we can talk about that too, because I don't know. It seems like um, my first thought was like, okay, like maybe I guess, but there's not a whole lot of information in that. Just in general, that that statement. Um, they just said that they have they have identified the leaker. And they're 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 pretty sure they're pretty certain it didn't come from them. 
Sony releases a public statement that says, our vans picked up the leaker last night, and they definitely didn't work for us. And then just leaves it really <laughs> trailed off. Um, I, I think that just having something tagged as a dev build, uh, anyone can get their hands on, uh, feasibly, you can get your hands on a dev build of something and sort of look to it. I mean, it. I got to think those things aren't just just easy to get like it's not like they well, <laughs> you just find dev builds growing on that trees being said though that if i find the script to rise of skywalker okay and i leak it that doesn't necessarily mean that i'm a writer on the rise of skywalker right and i think the same thing can be applied here it's the dev build of something and i don't know what sort of you know corporate espionage or something would take place where you would have to get it in your hands as a non-dev but you can feasibly do that. So it makes sense to me that it could be that it's not a disgruntled employee. Um, but my, my first thought, this is my theory. This whole thing is not as crazy as it sounds. <laughs> Everybody is working from home right now. Presumably, if you're a Naughty Dog employee, you're probably not in the sure. studio. The, those people have roommates. Some people have shitty roommates. Mm. It seems plausible to me that a dev could have been working on, you know, his project and left his workstation up and a, a, a shitty roommate just happened to walk by and be like, you know what? F you. Uh, I want to cash in on some, some, some internet yeah. fame and, and screw it your life up. It takes probably less than five minutes to file transfer over to a hard drive, right? Like, I mean, you can, you yeah. can do that while they're, you know, in the bathroom or out, however you want to do it. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, if someone looks across and they see, oh, let's keep running with The Last Jedi. If they see The Last Jedi up on their MacBook, I mean, you can take that and be like, hey, yeah. guys. And I think that's, you're probably dead on with that. That's a lot more feasible. Um, and yeah, I think that the story of kind of this worker rising up against the man is neat, but it still kind of feels like the nuclear option to do. And I think that you and I kind of are landing mm -hmm. with that is that... I mean, I kind of agree with Jason that it is the nuclear option and kind of hurts everyone that worked on it with you. Um, yeah. I get that you want to disincentivize crunch time and you want to make it hard for companies to justify that in the future. Um, but man, I just, I would be furious if my teammate did that. Even if I hated my working environment, I would just be just, it would take the air out of me, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just like I, I get the like the frustrate assuming that this is a naughty dog employee yeah. jeff the roommate um yeah like i don't know like i can imagine just being on that project and having you know not liking my employer by any mm -hmm. means you know i can i could ha hate going into work at, every day but still love this thing that i'm creating right. you know and so to have to have all of that that work suddenly online to me that's where you um, put yeah, your would, efforts would be very towards unionizing and not necessarily like subverting the whole thing by leaking it online right i mean you, you can go to the trouble of maybe right. talking to a few coworkers, a few crucial um animators or artists and be like hey why don't we pull together and collectively bargain and be like hey guys guess what you're not getting this finished product until we get paid more or get reduced hours that to me feels right like a better option um but yeah yeah, Agreed. which is why I think those guys are smart enough. Those people are smart enough to know, yeah, let's do that and not leak it. So I, I like your version where it's Jeff. Yeah. And 
the silver lining here is that like <laughs> like realistically this doesn't hurt this doesn't hurt them that much like uh, these people are, are still gonna buy this oh, game. Course. Like even if they they read the leaks and don't like how the story ends, which there's some speculation that it, the, the the build that leaked isn't it, it it wasn't the final version, right? right? So anything could have changed. Um, where's I going? Well, with that? I'll add too, and this yeah, we brain. can probably cut to this take two here, but I mean, on the editing process. But I'll add too that. The Last of Us, if you've played it, there are full-on death animations for your character. If you get attacked by a clicker making the noises that Jake made earlier, and there you go, for reference, um, <laughs> if you get attacked by a clicker... That's probably not even what they sound like. I feel like they click. They definitely like click. That's in the name. Noise. Yeah, you're... I don't know about the... You're adding that. It's your own personal flair. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's customization. Um, but there are full-on death animations when you like you get taken down and Joel dies, you see it happen. Um, so yeah. I am hesitant to buy any sort of rumors, even if there are photos of it, of any of the characters dying or anything like that, because remember, these guys will go to the extra mile to make a full on death animation. So if someone is seeing a screen grab mm-hmm. of whoever on the ground all bloody, that means nothing to me. It could be anything. Yeah. Agreed. Also, now that you say that, I'm also thinking about, um, I feel like there was some story that also came out uh, about Naughty Dog that some of the employees, um, and this this may be entirely unfounded, I am not, I'm not sure, uh, but I, I saw something that was getting shared around about employees that had to, uh, I don't know, get therapy because they were, I don't not going to go so far as, as to say that they were forcing employees to watch videos of like beheadings and all that stuff. They're the, the people that actually like animated these things. Um, but certainly maybe encouraged oh, good Lord. <laughs> um, to watch, to watch like violent acts. Um, and uh, there was, a, I know for sure that there was a report on Mortal Kombat devs yeah. having to watch incredibly violent material to get the animations exactly right. Oh, um, so yeah, that's that's troubling. That's that's also somewhat problematic. Maybe let's treat our workers well, and that includes video game workers, man. I mean, maybe. Yeah, and I, I mean, I I think it just it it underscores the point that like the games that we're consuming come at a cost. Yeah, totally. You know, and that that cost is is human. Like there are humans behind the games that you mm-hmm. play, and I think it's easy to forget that. Right. Um, it's easy to forget that you're like triple a game of the year. That's incredible. Um, took people away from their families for weeks, weeks at a time, you know, so that you could have, so that you could be entertained (laughs) for, you know, an hour, a few, a few hours a day. Um, yeah, there is a, there's a human cost of stuff. Speaking of triple a games, uh, do you see that new Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer? All right, I'm not going to lie. I quit playing the Assassin's Creed games after two. Um, I got my time in with Ezio. Cool. And I was like, okay, neat. That's fun. I didn't really care to pick it back up ever again. And then I watched this trailer from our Discord. And oh my gosh, this is gorgeous. It looks so good. I've not seen cinematics yeah, like this since... um. The Old Republic, where they're really great at mm-hmm. making you want to play <laughs> The Old Republic from the cinematics. 
then you play it and it's kind of a disappointment. But this just looks so I would watch this TV show and the fact that I would get to play that mm-hmm. I'm incredibly excited for this. And for me to say yeah. that I'm excited about a story-based, you know, game like this, I would never be here until I saw this trailer. It looks so good. I was going to say this game admittedly um is maybe not your exact cup of right. tea just because I know your thoughts on like vast open world experiences. Get overwhelmed. And, Don't like uh, it. There, yeah, you can get easily overwhelmed. And um, the last two, Origins and Odyssey, uh, both incredible games that I've played start to finish. Uh, they're the first Assassin's Creed games, actually, that I've played start mm-hmm. to finish. Um, both incredible, but I don't know that you're <laughs> that you're gonna enjoy. It. They seem like games that you're gonna play a few hours of and then get lost and overwhelmed and go back to. Uh, Valorant or Call yeah, of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. But I will enjoy those few hours that I will spend in this game. They will be beautiful, <laughs> and I'll kill a bunch of Englishmen as a Viking. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, so if you couldn't tell, based on the title of this game, um, we're getting into some, some Viking shit, man, some Norse mythology. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, this game was announced... Um, it was announced by doing like an eight-hour live stream of the artist, uh, his name is Boss Logic. Uh, he's a pretty well-known um, artist um, in this space. He does a lot of like renderings and mm-hmm. um, uh, he does a lot of like the cover art for games. Um, so it was just this long eight-hour live stream of this guy uh, painting the cover art of this game in real time, which I thought was it's really cool. So cool. Like I would love to see more reveals of games done done like yeah. this. Yeah done in this it, way. It, it reminds me that um, we're seeing a lot of twitch broadcasts being used as sort of long-form promotional material we've seen it with this yeah. where people are just watching this hours and hours because there could be sort of a reveal at any point when you know what the title mm-hmm. is we've also seen that with valorant how they've been dropping keys with people and it incentivizes you to have this <laughs> twitch stream up just perpetually um, and yeah. you know, I, I kind of like that. I don't like the quick, you know, snappy reveal where some guy is on there selling us a product that we're already excited about. I think this is really cool. It's kind of using the cover artist as, um, not only getting them some more attention that I think they deserve, but kind of an interactive thing where all of the fans can be in there and getting more hyped about it. I, I think that's really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And it led to um it, a cinematic trailer which was as you said freaking incredible um it's saying it's going to release uh cross gen so on current gen consoles and the PS5 and the mm-hmm. Xbox Series X um it looks it looks insane um it looks super violent yes yeah <laughs> is that is that safe it, to say it looks <laughs> dummy violent it looks like a game that as a 26 year old my mom could still come in my office and be like why are you playing that um <laughs> Which I'm excited about. I think it looks really good. You can't have an Assassin's Creed game and have a guy full of all of these mall ninja weapons and it not be super violent. That feels, you know, dumb. So they got to make it really violent. Uh-huh. It's cool. It looks really good. Um, we can pray to Odin that it'll be optimized for PC. Um, I'm worried that it won't be. <laughs> I'm sure it um, will be. But, yeah. you know, I think it looks great. This is getting me a primarily first-person shooter player excited about an Assassin's Creed game that I have no... I have no reason to be other than this amazing trailer. So I'm excited about it. My other thought watching this trailer was that this sounds exactly like every game trailer that has played in GameStop's in-store TV. (laughs) (laughs) 
that may be i don't know if you'll even understand that unless you've worked for a GameStop. but i have had to stand under that freaking tv and oh, listen no. to the, like the same game tra- trailer and whatever like dumb pop music that the pr people mm-hmm. picked out for that trailer I've had to listen to those same trailers hundreds, if not thousands of times, and I'm telling you, this is one of those trailers that GameStop oh, employees no. everywhere are going to loathe. <laughs> that road to holiday 2020 is going to be is going to be a the road. maybe not as bad as the Witcher 3 trailer with the like I don't I don't know if you remember the music in the Witcher 3 like the wailing. Oh no, I don't remember it, but it doesn't the, surprise hey, me that <laughs> Speaking of the that. human cost of promoting games, <laughs> there will be a the human cost of listening to this a podcast. Soulless, a soulless-eyed person sitting under this promotional thing, whether it's at a GameStop or whatever, uh, they get bought out by Twitch if Amazon buys them and yeah. makes them all Twitch stores or whatever. But yeah, I can't imagine. That's not going to be fun. Yes. All of a sudden, the uh, game trailers that have the cool Imagine Dragons background music don't seem as cool anymore to me. That's sad. <laughs> no uh also off that note fuck imagine dragons hey um, there you go so i th- <laughs> um we don't have to like pick through the trailer i mm-hmm. guess and like speculate on possible like game mechanics that could come as a result of what we saw in that trailer um i really just want to focus on the combat um because the combat uh definitely looks super violent there's a lot of dismemberments yes um and i there are so many that I feel like that has to be a nod to the fact that you're going to be able to dismember in this game. Um, I'm here for it. The devs have been on record um, saying that they want the combat to feel heavy. Okay. Um, that they want to sort of like shy away from the level grind that has been in Assassin's Creed uh, Origins and definitely more so in Odyssey. Mm-hmm. That game was a huge level grind. Um, so they want to shy away from that and instead focus more on um, your sort of skill with the different weapons. Um, what do you what do you sort of hear when you hear that? Um, I think that there can obviously be like a skill tree, maybe based on each weapon. You think like kind of how I mean yeah. that to me makes sense. You have that with your. I mean, I'm, I can only reference The Witcher right now because that's the game that I'm playing that's remotely yeah, like this. Yeah. yeah. If you can keep that going while I talk about The Witcher, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I don't know if we can like just loop that. Um, <laughs> but kind of how you can, <laughs> kind of how you can have different abilities all set when you go into a battle situation on Witcher and like different potions and stuff. That might be kind of how the weapon system works. Maybe you can have a special handle for your axe that makes it go further when you fling it because God, if I can't throw my axe, I will quit this game so quickly. Um, That is going to be a thing. That's that's, confirmed. You can definitely throw your axe. That's going to be so much fun. You You can also dual wield. Oh my God. You can dual wield axes if you want. Can I throw both axes? That's the question. Let me throw, at the same time. I want a third axe. I want a third axe that I can throw with my foot. Um, But no, I think that if you have maybe... You can equip a shorter handle to make it go further, maybe a weighted tip to your spear for more penetration. Mm. I think that would be really cool. <laughs> Stop. Did you mean to yeah, do that? Mm-hmm. A weighted tip for more penetration? Well, Bro. I, well th- that's I'm thinking purely in terms of and weapons here. You just here. didn't acknowledge it? I think it? that that's just the, the fact that I've been married for four years and my virginity is still very much intact, <laughs> that I'm going, no, a weighted tip for your spear, and I'm not 
at all trying to make a funny innuendo here. This is just who I am. Um, I just couldn't believe that you'd said those words in the same here sentence. Here we are. And, <laughs> here we uh, are. Yeah. Mm. They right. I, Weighted tips and more <laughs> penetration confirmed for the Assassin's These are on Isaac's checklist for a good game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Also, that's the title of this podcast Weighted now. tips, better pen. And penetration. Yeah. yeah. Well, Maybe there we not. are. Well, it does have the explicit tag. I sure. Think we're fine. Sure, of course. Yeah, we're there with it. Um, I think that'd be great uh, to see out of a weapons system and kind of makes it a little bit better in terms of that rather than just meaningless grind. I, I had a fine time mm-hmm. grinding for attachments for my weapons on uh, Division. That felt good to me. I was going, mm-hmm. okay, I want to get a silencer on this rifle that I can do these things, this little checklist to make it happen. Because I see what I'm getting out of it. I can see the practical benefits in combat. Okay, neat. I would be fine grinding for better axes or better penetration. Yeah. (laughs) They did say that they want this, uh, the loot in this game to all feel unique. So I do see a sort of reality where you might find like just one sort of item and then sort of upgrade it. Okay. Um, along your journey? Yeah, maybe. The thing that I hear uh, when I hear that is I feel like the combat is going to be more resembling of something like a Dark Souls game Ooh. or a Sekiro game. Okay. Which I'm fine. Personally, I am fine with now. Um, I have grown to love that style of combat, how there's so much emphasis on parrying mm-hmm. um, and really like... N- and I guess like that's been a thing in Assassin's Creed now for a while. That was a thing in Odyssey for sure, and in Origins, although it's pretty easily spammable. Um, I'm I'm here for more skill involved in general with the Assassin's Creed games. That was one of my critiques, I think, of of Odyssey. Um, said it just really wasn't hard enough, and a lot of the combat started to feel sort of repetitive because there were s- certain abilities and weapons that you could always just sort of sure. spam. Um, and that's that's fun for a while, but when, <laughs> when you're making like an 80 hour plus right. game, um, not so much. That can get super repetitive. Yeah, yeah. if you know um, that you can spam like a one two and it just takes everyone out, you're just going to be right. doing that. Even if you tell yourself, okay, let's make this more interesting, you know that you've got that in your back pocket and it doesn't make it, you know, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, there were shots of a settlement. Um, in this game several times and um, each time you saw the settlement it seemed to sort of upgrade Mm -hmm. so my impression from this is that I love that I started this whole conversation with that we can watch the trailer and like sort of but we're not going to break it down I've had it running on a loop at half speed this entire time I'm not even joking (laughs) 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 I've been watching it so my I'm what I hope from that I am a sucker for um you played Red Dead 2, uh-huh. right? Yeah. This is what I'm hoping that the settlement thing is in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where you have sort of one Norse settlement that like follows you around on your right. journey, and you uh, pour your resources into upgrading that. I love stuff like that. I don't know why. I'm not so much like um, upgrading like various bases around a map. Like that's okay too. Like sort of like in the division, I guess you right. can like kind of do that. Uh, but I loved what Red Dead did, where it was like the singular thing that you really sort of took ownership mm-hmm. over. Um, um, more of that, please. I hope that's what's in. Valhalla. If they do that, I hope that they make it more relevant to the storyline and to the game. Um, to me, the Red Dead thing felt like a neat option that I didn't at all care about. 
Um, so I think for people like us, it might make you even more happy that you can see practical applications to the gameplay. So maybe if you have more food supplies for your, your homies, all of your AI fighters yeah. are stronger, right? I mean, that, that would be kind of neat. Um, the Red Dead thing didn't feel needed, um, but I think it'd both get me interested in it and make people like you insanely happy to where, oh, it actually does mm. matter that you've put more buildings into your camp because they're getting more sleep, getting more tough, and getting more fed. That would be cool. Yeah. I think I disagree with your take about the settlement in Red Dead 2, for sure. <laughs> it seemed pretty integral to the story to me. Um, and that, uh, like, the super, like, um, brave sort of decision to, like, uh, maybe a third of, no, two-thirds of the way th through the game, like, the story sort of shifts in a way that... Uh, the settlement like disbands, uh, people start dying. Oh, I mean, purely from the um, like upgrade your camp perspective, like the decision to maybe get, gotcha. you know, donate to the little box so they can buy more apples. That never oh, felt. Yeah, mean. that's what I'm talking about. I guess in that way. Yeah, I, I don't think I no, ever donated that, exactly that. <laughs> to the storyline. <laughs> the camp is there gotcha, as kind of gotcha, an accessory gotcha. and tells it Word. is it represents the strength of the group basically. Um, I mean, from mm -hmm. a I'm going to contribute and buy Doc a better wheel for his wagon. Stuff like that. Not not necessarily yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, visual yeah. of the camp. For sure. Okay. I'm I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah. I I never once felt like I wanted to contribute. Right. To yeah. No, box. you don't care. You don't care about it. They'll harass you about it, but it doesn't matter cuz they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I am stoked to play another Assassin's Creed game. Um this uh, it seems like we're in sort of a dry spell of games. We have mm -hmm. been for a while. Um, I think that's due to COVID. I don't know. But now that we don't have E3, it's just like, I don't know what's yeah. coming. And this is like sort of one, at least one thing aside from uh, cyberpunk, please God, uh, that I can look to and be yeah. stoked for. So I'm, I'm definitely for excited sure. for this. Um, okay, let's get to our segment that at last uh, last episode I had at the end that I'm now shifting to just after the news, which I'm going to dub the cutting room mm. floor. And and Jesse, I don't know if you want to add like I don't know a cool chainsaw sound Ooh. for the cutting room or floor. Just another clicker noise. Maybe the cutting room. Oh floor. geez, there it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, where, yeah, we sort of just rapid fire, go through some other news points that, uh, were smaller, but still, still newsworthy and you should know about. So, uh, the, that upcoming Guild Wars 2 expansion, uh, won't have any voice acting due to COVID-19. Uh, the studio plans to record voiceover and add it to the game at a later okay. date. There you go. Neat. They're not putting their people at go. risk to share microphones and stuff. I can understand that. Yeah. Sure. I yeah. guess. <laughs> You're not deeply invested in Guild Wars 2 voice expansions? I don't know. Voice acting seems like something that could easily be done remotely, definitely but does. I, don't, I don't know. That's yeah, just me. I, I don't know. Maybe they all didn't want to buy Yetis like I did for work remote, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, you're going to be excited about this, Jake. Bungie finally addressed a problem. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Oh, maybe not. Bungie has addressed the problem with bounty fatigue in their seasonal content model. Uh, we talked about this on the last episode about how you felt like you mm -hmm. had just a laundry list of things to do. Uh, they plan to replace Correct. weekly bounties as the singular way to farm XP with a set of in-game challenges and objectives that 
never expire, can be done at any time, sort of grind at your own pace sort of situations. Yep. And uh, exactly I'm right. interested to see what you think. They addressed the story content model, said so they're planning on getting a better system in place where you can go back and do things, I guess. <laughs> I didn't finish that thought in the... <laughs> in the notes um yeah they are planning to implement a system where um so like in previous um seasons once that season is mm-hmm. over you can't actually go back and experience any of the story content in that season whatsoever so if you missed it right. you're done um and their intent for that is to sort of um this is supposed to be rapid fire and it is not rapid fire because i want to talk about bungee some more um the, the intent with that is to supposed to give i guess that feeling of fomo mm. for for players to like come in and experience that content uh but it kind of does the opposite <laughs> in where i'm like yeah if, if i'm gonna miss this this content and i'm not like gonna be able to ever experience it again like i'm just not gonna i'm not what's gonna the point like why what's the point um so yeah i don't necessarily really like i i like that they are now sort of addressing this situation uh, and they are planning to implement a system in the mm-hmm. future where at least for that year of content, you're going to be able to, select, if you missed out on something, you're going to be able to go back and, and play through at least the story sure. stuff um, and experience that. So that's cool. But that's, they said it's pretty far out in the future. So I don't, I feel like that's not going to come fast mm-hmm. enough. Um, and I do like what they're doing with the yeah. bounties. I think I think that'll help. I like and I I've said this for a long time that they should just get get rid of the bounties and do sort of these overarching end game challenges objectives that you can sort of just work at your own pace. The first ten to fifteen minutes of every Destiny play session has been logging in and going to each of the vendors and collecting bounties and then you sort of get to orbit and you're like, I don't even want to do this. I've spent thirty minutes to play the <laughs> so, game. Yeah. Yeah. So it, this should do away with with that, which I'm so for. Way to go. Uh, There have also been, so, some secrets in the Modern Warfare BR map um, from locked off bunkers with keypads to uh, laptops that are requiring passwords. I don't know if I I was even aware of this before I was compiling this list. Um, I I did, on my last um, play session, find a payphone that uh, you could, like, it interact with and it would just run. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if you've no, seen those. No, that's really cool. I'm usually just dying um, but, in the BR in, yeah. in, in Warzone. <laughs> I, I, hats off but, to people finding cool Easter eggs. Uh, I try to just not yeah, die. That, I guess there are secrets in this thing, man. Um, they plan to... Uh, oh, wait, sorry, no, that's going back to the Destiny thing. Um, they've added yet another sort of mystery to the game with these red key cards that, pe- that people are finding. Um, they're dropping from the orange chests. Um you'd think that these would be uh, sort of unlock the bunkers that are locked off. But at least at at this point, that's not the case. People have Mm -hmm. tried that. They're not opening up Uh, sort of um, reminds me of the, it seems like it should be like the apex um, high tier loot that you can get like the, the thing, you know, the things you get the keys, go to kind of the treasure trove to the vault and then you get better upgraded armor and, you know, maybe a cool, you know, health pack. Yay. Um, but yeah, but, no one really knows what is going on here with this. And I think that's kind of right. cool. I, I love a good mystery in a game like this where it's a c- big community thing. Um, I think that that's going to be cool. So long as it leads somewhere and it's not just this thing that nobody knows. Yeah, they're in a good position. They're just putting it in there to like, well, yeah, that's, that's get people thinking. They're in a great position now for everyone to be like 
asking what's going to happen and they have time to go like, okay, guys, what are we going to do with this now that people think something's going to happen? (laughs) I think that's kind of (laughs) cool. Um, we've got an Xbox event coming up on May 7th. They're going to be showing off some gameplay of the Series X. Uh, the gameplay will be from third-party devs, uh, but no Xbox Game Studio titles will be shown quite yet. Um, and I'm crying because that means I don't get to see what Halo Infinite's going to look like. I'm so sad. Just a little bit longer. Uh, just a little bit longer. I, I just need I need Cyberpunk and Halo to be here in on my computer, and I need it to happen right now. Agreed. Hopefully that Halo 2 anniversary comes oh, out soon. Oh, I need it. I need it. I'm stuck at home doing nothing. I need to play Halo more. Come on. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break, and we will get to some games that we are currently playing. Okay. I have not been playing much this week, in all yeah. honesty. Uh, I have Bioshock on, on my list, but I don't even know that I want to talk much about that. We've been playing through that for the, um, the sort of book club thing that we were going to do uh, before... I went through a breakup and have gone rapidly downhill. Yep. <laughs> uh, now my time is spent mostly crying in the shower and eating unhealthy food. Jake so, is recording his um, vocals uh, from the bathtub as we speak. Uh, Jake, <laughs> careful with that microphone there, bud. <laughs> uh, but Bioshock is Bioshock. It's been fun. I've enjoyed playing through it. Um, I've enjoyed sort of going back and sort of really paying attention to the mm-hmm. lore and sort of the smaller details. There was one thing that I uh, picked out in the beginning, um, and I'm assuming you're aware of the whole like would you kindly thing by now. I don't know how far in you are. I don't want to spoil anything if you're. No, nah, you're fine. On... It's the spoiler rules very much apply to Bioshock. It's an old game. You can say whatever you want. It's fine. Yeah. So your guy Atlas, um, who is the guy that's kind of leading you through the game throughout the game, he'll sort of casually you know ask you to do things along your uh, along your journey by asking you to like hey would you kindly pick up that radio would you kindly Mm -hmm. do this Uh, and it turns out that the phrase would you kindly is like a uh, um it's sort of a a way so he's like indoctrinated i guess um and the would you kindly phrase like activates him to like do exactly what the person wants him to do um so pretty cool i hate that i just spoiled that for you that's neat that's (laughs) really cool really cool moment that's neat but i also don't think you're ever gonna finish it i will finish it so it's fine one day (laughs) uh but one of the cool things is that in the very beginning of the game i did not catch this on my previous playthroughs but very quickly you get a shot of him um in the plane and he's holding a gift in his lap um and on that gift there's a note attached that says would you kindly not open oh. this until, and there's a, a bow covering the note. Oh, okay. Um, so you don't like see the rest of it. Uh, but later in a flashback, you do see the gift that's been opened. And inside of that gift, there is a gun. And then the note that, um, that has coordinates for when to like hijack the plane. And what? Down it. So he downs, he downs the plane what? himself, which before this, I hadn't, I had no idea. I just assumed that, I don't know. A splicer like sure. shot it down or something. That's um, insane. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's been yeah. cool replaying this and sort of uncovering some of the lore and little mm-hmm. tidbits that I I haven't catch before. It's an awesome game. It still holds up yeah. today. Um, it's a great. Uh, series. My family are big into the Twilight sort of original, the Twilight Zone original series, kind of the um, the creepy, uh-huh. spooky black and white stuff. And this feels very much like a Twilight Zone esque story. And yeah. uh, it just kind of happened to coincide my playthrough of this. 
as I'm sort of rewatching these old episodes of the Twilight Zone. And yeah. man, just that yeah. initial landing in the Atlantic when you look up and that mm-hmm. tower is there, it gave me the it gave me goosebumps, yeah. man. It was really cool. So I've I've really enjoyed Bioshock yeah. as well. It's yeah. been fun. We. I want to hear your thoughts on Valor. Yeah, so we as a Discord, a lot of us in there have all gotten uh, early beta access to Valorant, and we've all been playing it together. It's been very hot and cold. I've had really good matches, and I've had very, very bad matches. Um, I am Mm -hmm. a CSGO, Overwatch, and Fortnite player, so this game is kind of my... Um, ultimate baby of all of those things. Um, And I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, People are saying that they don't really see it becoming the new CSGO and tournament shooter, which they're very much pushing it to do just that. Um, Yeah. Man, I've really, really liked it. As much as the learning curve has been super duper steep, uh, getting used to the weapon systems on there, getting used to kind of the bullet spray and how you have to have your controlled fire happen a lot because the game is... Like CSGO, very, very finicky about how the bullets behave and what you need to be doing on that. But unlike CSGO, um, there's not a moment where you know the exact formula of how an attack round is going to go. Okay, so on a CSGO map, your team is going to mount up. You're going to have one person running point, maybe with an op, you know, sniping. And then you're going to kind of like flutter in, plant the objective, and then run. Um, With Mm -hmm. this, all of the different abilities that are happening and all of the different characters that are at play where they all have these... One guy has basically a UAV drone that he commands. Another person has this poison wall that they can put up and sort of control the flow of the map and set the pace. Mm -hmm. And that is just so cool. I have been using Sage, the support character, to literally climb up her ice wall thing and get on top of crates and shoot down at people because they're not expecting me to be there. And it's just been so cool that you can sort of use the map dynamically that way. And man, it's it's just a bucket of fun. (laughs) It's just so cool. I'm, (laughs) I'm really liking it. I am so not good at it yet. Kevin, our sort of resident first person shooter ace hops in there and just wastes everybody. It's, 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 it's disgusting. (laughs) Um, and I've just been playing it breaking even or maybe a little worse, but I've had so much fun <laughs> with the different characters and their abilities. Um, I cannot stand Overwatch and how just flashy and I feel like I'm a dryer with fireworks when I play Overwatch. It's ridiculous. What? Yeah, like all of the, it's, I feel like an old man playing it. The lights and the abilities all popping off at the same time. I can't watch it competitively. <laughs> it's it's the it's exhausting. Gamer it's exhausting to watch. Heard. But Valorant feels like it's fun. Has kind of an Overwatch. What did you say? What did you say? A dishwasher. I feel like with, I'm in a what? drying machine with fireworks in there, drying just being machine. thrown around, and okay. there's lights popping off. It's ridiculous. All right. Um, well, we're way to describe Overwatch, yeah. but I'll yeah, let you sure. have it. Oh, you have it. You get the clicker noise. I get to be a boomer for five seconds about Overwatch. Um, yeah, Valorant. Carter's face if he's tuning into this is just <sighs> red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've really enjoyed it, man. It's been so much fun. Is there anything that you're not loving? They're like, mm, this could feel a little I bit better. I think the opping on there, the sniping, people can just camp corners and immediately just have their reticle set at head level, and then you're just dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, Isn't that the same with CSGO? Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, it's a reoccurring theme with games like this where uh, the sniper rifles are completely overpowered. I think Sage as a character is extremely overpowered right now because 
she not only has the ability to heal herself and others um, by a significant amount, she also has yeah. the ice wall and can slow people. Um, she is ridiculous if you're not playing her yeah i can Im imagine having like an instant sort of tool to get vertical and on, like mm -hmm. on your opponents could be sort of op in a game it like this ridiculous um that being said if yeah. you kind of need a cheap way to be good at this game sage is incredible sage sage is yeah, the one for sure for sure uh cool you have any other thoughts on it man give me one second sorry okay I would assume somebody just broke into his house. It's probably. I'm actually opening a thing of salsa for my case. wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Super important. Super important. What could possibly be interrupting this podcast right now? Surely it couldn't be his wife needing a can of salsa opened. Okay, I'm back. The salsa has been opened. Um. All right, cool. Well, you're liking Valorant. I don't. I don't think I'm ever gonna play. <laughs> no. In the same way, I don't think you're ever gonna play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, I don't know on. that. I don't think. I don't think Valorant. It seems very campy. Uh, it seems very frustrating. Oh, okay, okay. On that note, <laughs> it seems very. On that note, um, this is this has the same in the beta. Anyway, I don't know if this is gonna be in the final product. League of Legends in the early seasons, in the early years, the matches were so long. You would not, it would be pretty normal if you're in a match for about 45 minutes to an hour. I had some because I was yeah. terrible go a little bit longer than that. And I think that that lends to some toxicity because if you have a teammate that's sandbagging you um, and it's like round two of 13, yeah. um, boy, if you're that teammate, you're just going to get some abuse, man. Like it's not going to be good for you. <laughs> and, um, Right now, yeah, I don't love that there's no like mercy, right? Role yeah, for this, like if you're just getting your ass mm -hmm. beat, like there should be a way. Like, I'm ha have there been matches where players just start dropping, like because there's no point, yeah, in, like continuing or they just feel so, yeah. Defeated? I was in one this afternoon with Nate from the Discord and we were steamrolling them, and of course, <laughs> the the top teammate, the top team member on the opposing team hopped in the all chat and was just absolutely publicly <laughs> dressing his team down, calling them bots oh, no. and just saying things that I don't feel comfortable saying on a recording. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> and I kind of made the point in the middle of it. I was like, man, we are on round six and I don't know <laughs> why there's no incentive for those teammates to stick around because it's a very sweaty yeah. first person shooter and you need to be kind of on your A game mentally. And if you're just catching yeah. abuse, it's hard to do that. I was going to say, unless there's an incentive for those players mm -hmm. to stay, maybe they still get a pretty good like XP bump or uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that it could do to have a little bit shorter matches and definitely a mercy rule in the final product. I think that mm -hmm. would be great. League has not entirely solved their toxicity problem, but they have kind of adjusted the flow of the game where it moves way more quickly. And I think that Valorant could maybe take a page from that and say, okay, it's 30 minutes max, but there is a way to kind of get it chop-chop in about 15 or so. I would be okay with that. Yeah, gotcha. Well, I know I said I'm not going to play it, but I will try it. I'm going to try goal. it. I've got a friend. 
I got a friend that uh, that works for Riot and said that he could get me a beta code if I really there wanted one. So I'm going to try it. Our entire Discord's playing it. I might as well. <laughs> um, and we'll see. I, You know, last year, this time last year, I hated Battle right. Royales. And now look at me. This is pretty right. much all I play. So, um, yeah. Excited for Valorant. Uh, what What does this beta end? I actually Do don't know. know. Sort of um, Nate has said that he thinks it's just going to go right up until the release of Valorant, which I hope because I want to stay on there okay. and get very sweaty and then just absolutely roll people on release date. <laughs> but um, yeah. I haven't seen anything that tells a specific end date for it. When When is the final release date? Of no this? idea. Uh, a, a, is this a closed beta that launched on April 7th, 2020? I think it's just open. I don't think this thing has an actual release date. It just says 2020 mm-hmm. on on right. the Googles. Uh, so sometime this year, yep. I guess. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. Well, um, instead of doing the, uh, the the cutting room floor segment for the, the last segment, because I think that was a little long-winded to end the podcast, uh, we're just going to take a question from either our social media or from our Discord um, and try to answer that on the pod. Um, Josh asked from the Discord, when do you think augmented reality gaming will become viable? Mm, that's a good question. Hmm. My answer to that, off the cuff, was uh, let's let's solve virtual reality mm. first. <laughs> and then maybe figure out how to make an augmented reality experience work. Um, Pokemon Go was fun. I never used the AR uh, sort of thing that came with that, uh-huh. where you could like move the phone and find like the Pokemon would like pop up and and the proportions spots. on it and the scaling um, of it was really weird. Um, I yeah. played with Carter when we were out catching Pokemon, and it there was like a little bird on his butt on one of them and that that was just it was hilarious and i caught it and i was like i got this bird from your butt (laughs) and it was great but i think it's gonna require it still very much feels like a gimmick right i think that if you're gonna have an augmented reality thing like that you're gonna need a lot of smart ai behind it to say okay that's a park bench that's seven feet away Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make this this size (laughs) that's that's a lot to cram into a phone that yeah Mm -mm. i don't know yeah, and we're we're just now in a in a spot where like VR is starting to feel less gimmicky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like we're just now starting to like crack the code. I think um, uh, Half Life Alex is is right. proof of that. That was an incredible game that came out uh, just just recently. People are loving, and for the first time, maybe want to pick up a VR mm-hmm. headset. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I see AR being somewhat gimmicky for the foreseeable yeah. future, uh, unless uh, unless uh, this Google glass thing like really, really yeah. takes off and you can like see stuff and you're like virtual Ugh. headset as you're just like walking down the streets Here or something. Here is the um, depressing futuristic, uh, futurist kind of mentality that I have about it. AR will get really big, but it'll just come from Facebook and they'll use it to harvest even more data off of you using your camera features. Um, that's just yeah. going to be how it is. They are hell-bent on every one of us getting an Oculus Go or an Oculus Rift. Um, I haven't yet because I can't think of a worse use of my money than giving Facebook $400 of it. Um, but even more so, that's letting Facebook put like 12 cameras in your room, and I don't just 
I'm not on board with that. Um, so I think that AR will be viable as social media websites sort of make it even more um, of a priority. You've already seen like Snapchat and Facebook stories and Instagram stories using AR lenses and stuff with filters. Hmm. Um, yeah. But I think that that might be the extent of it right now that we see on a consumer side. Uh, just more funny filters for me to put up there and make me look like a puppy dog. That'll be for here forever. Um, but I think games will come around as social sites want to push more data mining. <laughs> I hate how depressing <laughs> that is. Yeah. Well, on that bright <laughs> note, uh, we'll just we'll just fade to black. See, See y'all next week. Bye. What the what the heck? You made it through an entire episode. Absolutely incredible. Pat yourself on the back. First off, if you're not a part of the Dummy Thick Steely Boys, that's our group on Discord, man, you should be. You can find an invite link pinned to the top of our This Week's Meta Facebook page. Uh, consider this your formal invitation to become a bona fide steely person. Uh, you can find Isaac on Twitter uh, at E-Y-E-Z-A-H-K and myself at J-A-K-E-M-O-I-X. If you have a thought about something we talked about today or maybe you'd like to share an opinion on a game that we talked about, you can send us a voice message using the Anchor FM link in the show notes of this episode. There's even a chance that your voice message will be featured on a future episode. Finally, the beat that you are listening to right now is not ours because we lack any creative talent whatsoever. It is a beat that is produced by That Kid Goron. I'm really sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, that's that kid, G-O-R-A-N. He produces a ton of the sickest beats, uh, many of which are free to use, so long as you credit the artist. Uh, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. See ya.